Hi there, Michael Zuber. Thanks for listening to the One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that the book One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible? Yes, to all my podcast listeners out there, One Rental at a Time is now available on Audible. Go check it out and please leave a five-star review. Have a great day. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? It is Tuesday, September 22nd. And yes, I sometimes forget what day it is. Sorry. Uh, But today's Tuesday, September 22nd, and this is your daily financial news. Again, I bring this to you seven days a week. If you like understanding what is going on in the financial markets, real estate, do yourself a favor, hit the little subscribe button. Uh, Also, if you want to show me some love this morning, why don't you go ahead and hit that little thumbs up button right now. Uh, As Graham Stephan says, it helps the algorithm. I don't even know what that is. But anyways, what I got for you today, we'll start off with some good news about real estate. Uh, Today, existing home sales came out and pretty much what uh, you and I expected. If you've been following this channel, kind of highlighted this is where we were going, uh, really on all fronts. First, I've been calling for double-digit increases in values. We got that. Uh, It was up 11.4% year-on-year to a now record 310,600. Again, that is a national number. Uh, Pretty amazing. Second, uh, existing home sales uh, annualized was 6 million units. Uh, That is a lot of units. And again, for the folks that are out there calling for a crash, when you're looking at maybe 500,000 units being in trouble, it just doesn't work that way, folks, as I've said several times over the last week. Uh, Next, uh, total units sold was actually up 2.4%. Uh, um, month on month in this case, a little bit below expectations, but it's all because of existing uh, home sales inventory. Inventory is so low. Again, it is what we have been talking about. Uh, I've been giving you examples if you follow this channel and some deals that I'm doing, uh, and it's really proving true, right? No inventory, clean product, sells quickly. Uh, I sold a unit mid-remodel. Uh, just to see if I could, and uh, it certainly worked out. That should be wrapping up, what is today, Tuesday? Probably by Friday, uh, and then we'll probably close in the next couple of weeks, so pretty cool. Uh, The other thing that was really interesting in the numbers, and again, what I have today is national. These reports came out in the last 15 minutes, uh, so hopefully we'll see more of a breakdown in the next six to eight hours. But nationally speaking, million-dollar homes, existing homes, million dollars, so definitely above the median up 40%, 40%. Realtors are saying what we have been talking about, space is good. People are realizing that, you know what, this work from home thing may stick. Uh, even if it doesn't stick entirely, it will stick percent, you know, 25, 50%. Uh, they need to have space for their, you know, their kids to do their thing, them to do theirs, you know, place to work out, uh, some backyard, some space. So again, Million dollar properties up 40%. And this just goes back to our conversation about the K-shaped recovery, right? If you are at the top of the K, right? Everybody felt the down, right? It, it was an equal opportunity environment, sort of March and April. Then what we saw is because of the Treasury and the Fed coming in and just pumping liquidity, 
First, you saw the stock market come back, asset values, bond prices, you know, loosened up. Uh, and now real estate space is good. I don't want to be a renter in a $4,200 shoebox in San Francisco. I'll go buy something somewhere else. So again, if you're, if you're on the top side of the K, you are doing okay. Uh, if you're on the bottom side, renting, you're, you sell hours, right? Physical hours. Um, it's, it's tough. And unfortunately, I haven't changed my opinion. I think the rest of 2020 is going to be painful. Uh, it is going to be more painful than it really has to be because of the toxic and stupid and I don't know what else to say, behavior of Congress. Uh, I, I really see some some ugly things potentially here, and I'll, I'll talk about those in a minute. But existing home sales, pretty much the only thing holding it back is supply. Uh, so again, as I've shared many times, if you were ever going to flip, if you were ever going to take on a flip, now let's be clear, I'm talking cosmetic flip, in and out in 90 days, uh, great time. Uh, I don't think this would be the time I would sign up for a big master suite edition or something that has to go through zoning and approval. Just given all of that is really slow. Uh, for example, uh, the house that I'm doing, I need to get a new electric panel on the outside. Uh, it's usually a 48-hour process. I've done this dozens of times over the last decade. Uh, right now, we're looking at about a 10-day delay because they're just slow in backlog. So no way in heck I would take on a, you know, a master suite edition or, or adding square footage. It's uh, not the time for that. Uh, continuing on, I'll just actually go bottom up today uh, as far as my notes. Uh, we have some layoffs coming, you know, being announced <clears throat> probably in the spots you would expect. First, Brookfield Asset Management, one of the largest mall operators. I think they have 170 malls around the country. Uh, they're laying off 20%. 20%. Uh, by last count, uh, they had 42,000. Um, no, 22,000. 22,000 employees. So you're talking roughly four to 5,000 people. Uh, Ralph Lauren, also laying off people. Didn't give a head count. They gave a number. Uh, they're looking to save about $200 million. That seems like a lot of people. Um, so again, that's in, it's obviously in retail. Retail, malls, It's uh, we're going to see some more layoffs. We're going to see more furloughs become permanent. You know, it's only eight or nine days away from airlines, right? Airlines, I don't think we're going to give them another bailout. I can't see Congress passing something when they're not bailing out the American people. Man, let's hope they don't do that. Man, you choose to bail out airlines and not the American public. Boy, that would be bad. Uh, so again, there'll be some fur there'll be furloughs going permanent in that space, which it's going to be a big number. Uh, next up, we've been talking about Europe pretty much all week, right? What's today, Tuesday? So since Sunday, uh, looks like Boris Johnson. Uh, now you you know the UK Prime Minister. You need to realize he was on light. He was on ventilator, right? He was in intensive care. So this. Um, you know, health crisis got him good. Uh, and he is talking about the UK might need to go into a six-month lockdown. <sighs> I couldn't imagine. Um, UK is already suffering Brexit, all these other things. I don't know about you, but lockdowns don't seem to be working. Right? It seems to have a lot of unintended consequences, and uh, there just seems to be a better way we could do it. Uh, I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, but I, I 
if the UK goes on a six-month lockdown, there'll be in a depression, at least a countrywide depression. The system will break. It'll just break. And um, yeah, I, I hope that doesn't come to pass for any country, uh, anyone. So again, uh, that is out there. He is talking about that. He's asking people to work from home. So uh, again, we're talking about the UK, just given the experience we had with Europe in the US last time, meaning Europe got it first and we were like four to six weeks after. Today's the first day of fall as well, right? We've been warned about this for a while now. So we're kind of here now. Let's let's see what happens. Uh, Tesla's battery day is today. And part of me thinks e Elon Musk is pulling a fast one. And this is what I mean. And I mean in a good way, not in a bad way. Not like Nikola way. I think Elon Musk is setting us up today. I think. So um, Elon's a great promoter, great marketer. And uh, last night, after hours, he came out and basically said, hey, battery day tomorrow, uh, we're going to announce some things, but realize production volume won't start till 2022 or 2023. So my feeling is he's trying to lower expectations so he can jump over them easier. So I think this is going to be a lower in beat. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what he does. Um, yeah, I think he is a, a, a great marketer. So we'll see what happens. Uh, this banking thing with HSBC, the suspicious transactions, the big banks impacting JP Morgan uh, is called out in this document really seems to be a bad actor, HSBC. It seems way back in 2014, they were flagged for helping a drug cartel launder money and they've suffered a $2 billion fine. Seems like uh, a lot of people have been realizing that HSBC has been laundering or having transactions with still with drug cartels, terrorists, and others. If this is even half true, uh, I'm thinking HSBC needs to stop uh, existing. Right? Do you really need that bank? You can have others. If they're, uh, if they're being run by individuals who turn a blind eye to bad actors, I say they need to go away. My opinion. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Powell speaks, actually starting to speak right now at 7.30. I am missing that uh, so I can talk with you. Uh, but it is going to be interesting what he says. I'm guessing it's going to be more of the same. Rates slow longer. Uh, the path forward is unknown. Lots of risks. Congress, get off your ass. Do something. Uh, he'll probably also talk about the Main Street Lending Program, which is something he announced seemingly five or six months ago that really hasn't done much. Uh, I do think he's got room to do something. It's basically a program meant for small and medium-sized business, basically a program that you can't raise money in Wall Street. Think local bakeries and gyms and things of that nature. They were allocated $600 billion. And by last count, they've only lent $2 billion. So there's a little of dry powder there that could help. Uh, not sure why it's stuck. He might cover that today. If so, I will be interested to watch that. Uh, but again, Powell, Mnuchin talking. Uh, I expect them in the nicest way possible to turn up the heat on Congress. Uh, I don't see that having any effect, but they will do what they can. Uh, they will keep rates low for a long time, and they will talk about all of the risks ahead of us. Uh, again, Nicola Founder, hopefully this is the last time we talk about Nicola, uh, but apparently he walked away with, you know, leaving $110 million or $30 million on the table. Who cares? 
He made $3 billion from Niccolo going public. Ah, just a seemingly uh, becoming a fraud. And, and uh, again, it's as soon as, as soon as or if, if GM backs out of their deal, poof, gone. Uh, but we shall see. Uh, Barry Dillard was on. We talked about Barry Dillard probably four months ago because he uh, owns Expedia. Uh, and he's basically saying uh, Expedia, you know, the flights and hotel business is horrible. But boy, is he talking up Airbnb. Remember four or five months ago, you and I thought Airbnb was in trouble? Man, he is singing Airbnb's praise today. Airbnb should go public right now. People are driving to vacation hotspots. Um, not flying, so they're driving two, three, four, five hours, staying in a very nice place. Uh, and Airbnb is uh, doing some really, really cool things. Uh, so this is what I see. Again, I'm pretty clear that 2020 has some pain to be had. Um, I think kind of the trifecta of pain would be the following. A, if Congress does not issue a continuing resolution, basically a budget to run Congress. Uh, that needs to be done by October 1st. So they're, what, nine days away? Uh, part of me actually hopes they don't do it. Just, you know, why should they get paid? Second, stimulus. Uh, I have flipped from last week. This is how, how quick stuff can change. Uh, I do not think any stimulus deal gets done, even a skinny stimulus deal. Uh, that helps the American people that are suffering. Uh, and then um, we have the Supreme Court nomination. I wonder, again, I am not a political science expert by any stretch, but I wonder if we don't have a continuing resolution, meaning we're not funding the government, can Congress be called to vote? I don't know. I would guess so, but I don't know. Uh, I bring that up because Nancy's talking about having quivers in her, whatever that thing is called, bows in her quiver. I don't know what it is. I wonder if that's one of them. She's like, hey, let's not do the continuing resolution. Let's, 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 uh, you know, stop the Supreme Court nomination. And uh, I don't know. It's just, ah, Congress is about to get really bad. It's, and it's not helping the American people today. Today, uh, there's a lot of people. The K-shaped recovery is real. There's a whole bottom portion of the K that weren't doing great before when we had 3.5% unemployment, and they're doing horrible today, uh, and that is not okay. Uh, so, again, Congress, no stimulus. You suck. All right, uh, that's what I got for you today. Again, if you like these updates, I try to have a little bit of fun. I try to give you the headlines, real estate, investing, cost of capital. That's what we talk about. Hit the thumbs up if you're still watching. And of course, if you like to get your daily updates, hit the subscribe button. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.